0: he had said to me, your business is not meant to entertain you. If you want, get an effing hobby. And I was like super triggered, but he was right.
1: Hey babe, welcome to the sales and social podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just wanna sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian, I'm your sales queen and your soon to be podcast BFF. and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. It is not often that I bring somebody back for a round two, but you guys loved the first episode and I love this human. So I was like, let's bring her back for round two to talk about all things sales, marketing, digital things, all the things. So Jess, welcome back to the show. Tell my audience who you are and what you do.
0: Julian, thanks so much for having me. I'm honored to come back a second time. I'm a repeat offender. What's up? I'm Jess Glazer DeRose. I'm the CEO and founder of Digital Business Evolution. So we are really a one stop shop digital education company where we help coaches, aspiring coaches and service providers, really just everyday people who've been through stuff, who want to help other people with the stuff they've been through. And we help them package it up, turn it into online education. So courses, coaching programs and all of that jazz. No ads required, no big following required. That's sort of our MO over here.
1: Oh my gosh, I love it. So many ways I can take this podcast right away. Yeah. So let's just like dive right in. One, I think that there is such a myth that like there's so many people doing courses or there's yep. so many people that actually have courses. Can I actually still make money in the course space? So like, let's talk about that first and foremost.
0: Yeah. There are so many people that are doing courses. You are 100% right. Mm-hmm. And when people talk about our industry being coaching or digital marketing being saturated, it is saturated. Yeah. But here's the thing saturation causes innovation. So I oftentimes use the example, I share the story of back in the day, Apple iPhone and Samsung Galaxy, Samsung had caught wind that Apple was coming out with the iPhone. This is now a million years ago. And Apple knew that Samsung was as well. Apple decided to take a back seat. They said, let Samsung come out with it first. It's fine. We don't need to be the first. That's very ego driven. Like they'll do this first smartphone. We're going to sit back and we're going to collect the information and the data And so Samsung came out with the first smartphone. Everyone went nuts. It had tons of glitches. They were taking feedback. They were making changes. And about, I believe, six months later, Apple came out with the first version of the iPhone. And what they did was they made sure that their first version already had all the changes, tweaks, enhancements, and innovations that Samsung had kind of just spent the last six months doing. And the first day of Apple sales was larger than the previous months of Samsung sales. So saturation causes innovation. It requires us to think outside the box it causes market sophistication. I always think about New York city. I used to live there and there's a coffee shop quite literally on every street corner, usually all four corners. Mm -hmm. And so I'll actually ask you so we can do this like tag team here. Why would people go to different coffee shops?
1: Different vibes, different energies. Maybe one's too busy. Maybe there's a line. They want a new environment. They like the barista at a certain one. Like there's a million different reasons.
0: A million. And when I think back to even New York, it's like Sometimes they didn't have plugs. They don't have Wi-Fi. They have flavors. You like, they have a gift back that you like, or it's just geographically on your way. Yeah. Cause God forbid we had to cross the street. You know right. what I mean?
1: You gotta like do the loop around or go do around. the loop around. Exactly. exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's the same thing with marketing, social media, everything like that. People are scrolling. If they see you, then you're present in their geography If they like your give back, your vibe, your your client results, all of that stuff. So at the end of the day, people buy from people. And we are somewhere around 8 billion people on the planet. And when you think about building a successful online business, whatever the word success would be to you, for many people, it's $1,000 a month, it's a couple hundred, maybe it's $100,000 a year, $200,000 a year. It really is the 1% that's shooting for that like multiple seven figure business. But even still, You can have a seven-figure business, if that's what you want, with 100 clients, 50 clients. And when you look at 8 billion people in the world, there's plenty of pie to go around for everybody. So the other thing I would say too is the saturation is proof that there's demand. Like we wouldn't have a coffee shop on every street corner if we all weren't addicted to coffee. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is literally so true. It's like, look at the things that there's so many of, it's because there is actually a uh, demand for it. It's yeah. really interesting. This is like such a side story, but I love looking at things to invest in. And when I moved to Scottsdale, Arizona, I was like, oh, I'm going to invest in a laundry mat here in Scottsdale, Arizona. So, so smart. Yeah. But, but the first thing I thought was like, there's actually none in Scottsdale, Arizona.
0: There are none.
1: None. So I was like, okay, that's either a good thing or it's like, there's no need for one
0: what about in downtown Phoenix? There might be some oh, there, there. There's a
1: ton in downtown Phoenix, yeah. on in Tempe, but like the geographical area of Scottsdale, like, well, I thought it was like a great idea because I'm like, yeah. there isn't one. There's a reason why there isn't one. So keep that in mind, you guys, like if there's a lot of something, there's a demand for it, but yeah. if there's not one, like there might be a reason for that as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And people, when they're buying service, Mm -hmm. like coaching and trainers and nutritionists, they're buying into so much of who you are and what your story is. And so if your story resonates, for example, I was a school teacher. So I made the school teacher transition to entrepreneur. We've had people come into my world just because of that. They're a school teacher too. They understand that I get it. We did RV life. We've had people buy my program just because they live in an RV too. So really there's something for everybody and you jive with different people. So the saturation really just doesn't matter at all.
1: Yeah. I love that you talk about too, about like really showcasing like who you are, because I think that's a huge piece that people are missing. And, you know, even kind of like, you know, you with the teacher. So people really resonate with that, or you live in the RV life. You know, it's funny because, you know, I've helped close to 500 entrepreneurs in the last three years, and I don't attract a lot of moms. And mm-hmm. I am a mom, but right, she's going to be 22 this year. So it's like, you also pull in like part of your story. So I think a question for you guys, even as you're listening to this podcast right now, it's like, ask yourself, like, are you showing more than just the how-to of what you know? You yes. know, we can all teach something. We can all Google something. We can all YouTube it. But like, there's another piece that actually pulls people in, which is part of your unique story.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's the secret sauce. Like 100%. We have infobesity. We have consumptionitis. We do not need more information. We don't. No. Yeah.
1: no. One of the things that I'm talking about a ton right now in my programs, I've been talking about it a lot right now in the podcast is like, having a very boring business. People ask me all the time, like, I can't believe that you're still hosting the same networking call. I can't believe you're still doing the same organic outreach. I can't believe you're still doing the same things that you've been doing for three years. And I'm like, yeah, I don't find like my entertainment from my business. My business is actually very boring. And I find that most people who are not having a lot of success in the online space is because they're trying to make their business super exciting and super sexy all the time. And they're getting distracted. Like, what is your take on this? from somebody who's been literally doing the same thing for quite a few years.
0: Yeah. So for context, I started in this space 12 years ago and I've been basically doing the same thing for 12 years, but actually the same exact thing with the exact same program for seven. Like nothing has changed. Mm -hmm. I've changed. So I 1000% agree with you and scream from the rooftops all the time. That's when you come into my world, that's what you're going to get. From my own mentor many, many years ago, about four years ago, he had said to me, Jess, your business is not meant to entertain you. If you want, get an effing hobby. And I was like super triggered, but yeah. he was right. And so I do agree with you. And I think that there's a unfortunate conversation going on in the space of everything has to be aligned and ease and flowy and effortless and fun all the time. And while that's true, like you want to be excited about everything that you're doing. Your business is not your hobby, like it's not supposed to be, right? And even the word passion, people always say, build your business based on passion. What are you passionate about? But if you were to Google that, that the definition of passion is uncontrollable emotion. When would that ever be a good idea to build a business on uncontrollable emotion?
1: Never, never. never. I mean, I sat in boardrooms for years. I was never like, "What are we passionate about today, guys?" It's like not at all. Had that real? We never had those kind of talks in like the real business world.
0: Right. Because the purpose, the nature of a business is to make money by solving problems. Like that's what it's supposed to do. The way that you get to infuse your joy into that and creativity into that is how you're doing it. Mm -hmm. So I actually got caught in a trap about three years ago where I started to doubt myself because I was doing the same thing at that time for four years in a row. And I started to wonder if, like, was I old news? Did I not grow and evolve? Were, were people judging me for sort of doing the same thing still? And so I kind of went off kilter for a moment. I tried a lot of different things, recognized that not only was it harder that way, it wasn't working that way, and it wasn't fun for me that way. And then I realized, okay, let me just come back to home. Let me pour gasoline on the fire. And at the end of the day, structure creates freedom. And so the more structure I can have in my business, the more kind of dummy proof we can have it, the more automated we can have it. And as the universe would have it in the last two years, it showed me twice through awful, horrible lessons that I didn't want to go through. Two different losses that I went through that literally pulled me out of the business for two to three months at a time. And our business still ran and it didn't just like survive, it thrived. And that was the moment it was September, 2022. The first time I was in the hospital, had surgery, you know, the whole thing unexpected mid launch. Mm-hmm. I'm on day one of our launch and this goes down. And it was like, wow, we really have built this machine. And that's the thing with our company. I don't care. I'm not the guru who's going to help you make money. Like I have no interest in helping you make money online. I really don't. I want to help you build a machine that makes you money. And what that requires is the boring, the monotony. Mm-hmm. And you get to bring the creativity and infuse that into what you're doing. So every time we launch, I step back and go, okay, what am I going to do a little bit differently? How can I make it a little bit more fun? How can we make it a little bit easier? How, how can I say it a little differently so that it feels new and fresh for me? Even if that means updating my slideshow, yeah. like new branding, yeah. but the message doesn't change. The transformation doesn't change. The offer doesn't change. Cause also at the end of the day, if it's working, why would you break it? Right?
1: Yeah. 100, 1000%. Like, 1, like why do less that- do it better? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I love that you talked about the fact that like, you're not just here to help people make money. I say that to my clients all the time. I can help you make your next $5,000, your next $10,000. dollars your next $100,000, but like, that's not what I'm here to help you do. Like I'm here to help you create a vision in a company that's going to build generational wealth for years to come. Not just like a quick fix of like a cash injection in your business. And I know that you and I align with this a lot. It's like, it's not just about a quick injection of cash into your business.
0: No, especially because with all due respect, to anyone listening who has struggled, because there are, it can be hard, it can feel heavy, it can be dry sometimes. So with respect to that, because I've also been in those seasons, literally any one of us can make more money. Like we can just put out more offers. You can do more calls. You can sell your couch on Facebook, people, put your clothing right? on yeah, Poshmark. Like we can make more money, but the question isn't isn't about like how much money can I make? It's How do I want to live my life? And let me build my business around my life, not my life around my business. Mm -hmm. And that requires monotony. (laughs) Yeah. It just does.
1: So I know you and I also run very different businesses, right? My business is very, very heavily in live coaching and one-on-one coaching. And you obviously love the course side of it. So people that are listening to this right now who aren't really familiar with like the courses and why this is such a great model, I'd love you to dive into that.
0: Yeah. So To clarify, number one, I don't do any one-on-ones anymore. I did many years ago. Our signature course that we have has live coaching. Mm -hmm. So we are not running it as an evergreen course that people can just like purchase and go through at any time. We have that option sometimes, but we are actually huge advocates for live coaching. And the reason is because I believe, number one, that's the best way your clients are gonna get results. But number two, that's the best way that you're going to run the cleanest business because you're gonna get feedback, you're on the ground, you're in the weeds you're hearing what's going on, you're understanding your clients, you're getting really deep into the messaging, the verbiage, the language, you're there in real time. So I'm a huge advocate for coaching, live coaching, and you can do a hybrid model. So you can have sort of a course that lives and maybe you just do some coaching calls. You don't have to be three times a week, 12 weeks or anything like that. But I also really do believe that that live component is where you should start. live group is where you should start. I really believe it because you're going to get the most feedback, the most results, the most experience. And when you're in a group setting, even if it's four people for your first launch, they're now supporting each other. Mm -hmm. They become accountability for each other. They're creating a community, which helps with retention, which helps with client results, which helps with word of mouth. Mm -hmm. So I'm never a fan of someone coming out with a course straight out of the gate. I don't think that's a smart choice, And I don't think you have to start with Mm one-on-ones. So we're really huge into kind of like the group coaching model to start. Mm -hmm. And after you've done it for a while and you have enough feedback, if you want to pull the content out and use the content as sort of an evergreen, and I do that in quotes because it's not passive like people think. But if you wanted to do like an evergreen course with just the content, then you can do that. But it's similarly like to ads, don't run ads to something you don't doesn't work. Like figure it out that it works first before you turn it evergreen before you make it a course before you run ads to it.
1: Yeah. And I love that you talk about that because you know, you and I both have fairly smaller audiences. I know you and I run the majority of our stuff organically. And I think for a lot of people, they feel that like you have to have very large audiences or you got to be pumping a of thousands of dollars behind ads. Like what's your take on that?
0: Yeah, I just don't believe it. Nowadays, we do run ads. We started about three years ago. So if you do see my ads, that's simply so we can help more people. And in the same breath, I had a very small following previously. I have a newer Instagram account right now, which is also relative small. But yeah, I mean, me, myself and I did my first multiple, first six figures with like a thousand followers. I think we were about... 3000 followers when i had done about 500,000 and then hit my first million year with under 10,000 followers nice. and we've just had countless clients i mean i had, we had a client a couple of years back he had 236 followers and he had 000, 000 a million dollar year so nice. i just i don't think it's important you don't need a massive following you definitely don't need to wait mm-hmm. to have another certification or a bigger following or to speak on stage like don't wait what you need to do is start and the rest will come. Yeah. And ads don't play with that until you have a proven offer.
1: Yeah. Or if you know what you're doing, otherwise you're just going to be throwing money out the window as well. And I think the days too, of like, going on social media and like looking at somebody and seeing what their following count is like the days of like that edifying you are like totally done. I just kind of like what Jess said, you guys, people were hiring me and spending a lot of money on high ticket coaching. When I had like 400 followers, I was a former fitness competitor. I had a huge Instagram following. I shut that down. I started literally from zero. People were not like, Oh no, Jillian Murphy only has 400 followers. Like if you're pumping out good content and you're giving value and it's the right amount of people, people don't care as much as they once did. I know. In fact, did I people? think on the flip side, larger audiences actually somewhat intimidate people.
0: 100%. It's like the trainer who has 16 abs versus the trainer who like maybe doesn't have any abs 100%. and it's a little bit more relatable. Did we shut down and start over right around the same time? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: I remember that. We both did bigger accounts mm-hmm. that came from fitness Yeah, and I'm I'm assuming kind of for similar reasons, but yeah. one of the reasons for me was because- I had about twenty-seven thousand followers, so not massive. It wasn't a hundred thousand, but mm-hmm. it was—it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And my clients oftentimes would say things like, "You don't understand. You don't get it. It's easier yeah. for you." And so, after hearing that enough times, I said, "You know what? Back to the weeds. Like, let me get in the trenches with you. Yeah. I'm going back down to zero, completely new account, new name, everything." And here we are. It's been about two years, and I'm I'm just creeping under the ten k mark. Yeah. The other lesson for me, though, was. I don't have to get it back to where it was to feel worthy.
1: No, a hundred percent. Like I feel great at 6,000 followers. It's totally fine because at the end of the day, even if all 6,000 people want to buy from me today, I actually couldn't even serve them. Right. Calm down. You guys say it again. People don't get that. Calm down. Yeah.
0: Like you're not set up to serve. We're not set up for 6,000 clients right now. And so the universe, whatever, we always say pizza in our company because we're like God, Buddha, Allah, whatever, it's yeah. your thing. So we just say pizza because, like, who doesn't love, love pizza? Love yeah. Yeah. So, like, pizza will give you what you can handle. Yeah. And pizza knows things you don't know, mm-hmm. pizza hears conversations that you don't hear. And pizza has your back. So it's like, you just got to kind of trust that it is happening exactly how it should. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's no race. Like you guys quit reading all the things that like, it has to happen overnight. Like it doesn't have to happen overnight.
0: Well, I mean, I have been a 12 year overnight success.
1: I mean, I love it. And I love your, I love how you talk about that too. I've seen countless reels on that. I've obviously seen you on stage and like, I love that about you and from the very first time I heard you speak inside of Fast Foundations with Chris and Lori Harder years ago, that was one of the biggest things that drew me to you because I was like, she gets it because you've never stood up there and like said like, oh, it happened overnight. It was like, this woman has done the work. Like she's done the ugly cry. She's done the work. She's had failed launches. And I feel again, like even going back to like the fitness thing, it's like, I want to hire the fitness trainer that was overweight at one time. I want to hire the fitness trainer that once felt ugly in her bathing suit. I want to hire the fitness trainer that once didn't feel good going into the gym. So it's like when you can show that you were also in those places, you're way more relatable to your audience.
0: Yeah. I just got goosies.
1: <laughs> Pizza vibes for sending them to you.
0: It was all the fitness talk. I'm like, yeah, that resonates really deep. Yeah. You know, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel it. Yeah. It
1: really, really, really does. Nobody wants a person that like, it's perfect all the time. Like it's, yeah. not, it's not, it doesn't feel good. So I know that you have a big thing coming up. I know you have some lunches coming up, some things. So tell the audience what you actually have going on right now.
0: Yeah. So if you're unfamiliar, every single year, we run a massive virtual event. It's all free. It's, it's awesome, such a, you guys. It's such a party. So it's called DBE Live Experience. It's Digital Business Evolutions Live Experience. It's a three-part live experience where I'm in a studio. I get like my Britney Spears moment with my little mic and everything. It's it. so great.
1: It's also such a vibe too. Like you're
0: such a vibe. So <sighs> fun. I'm like so, so cheesy. I, I love the mic. But what we do is we intentionally split the three days up actually over two weeks. And the reason that we do that is because I believe that, like I said earlier, we've got infobcd, to do, we've got consumptionitis, we've downloaded every digital free thing and it's collecting digital dust. And so the last thing that you need is more information. So what you actually need in order to get a transformation is implementation. So this three-day live experience is very intentionally split across two weeks so that you can actually go back, do the homework that I give you, work on the workbook that I give you to go along with the stuff that I'm teaching you. And it's a, it's a myriad of building the business machine, of course, the roadmap to how to build a sustainable, scalable, and profitable business. But we do a lot of mindset stuff in there too. And so with that, we do prizes and giveaways, and there's opportunities for hot seat coaching, and there's community. We've had people that have started dating each other that met in DBE Live. Okay. We've had business collaborations that have happened just by people meeting people inside of there. So with DBE Live, whether you're thinking about starting a business, like you have a whisper, you kind of want to help people, you think maybe you want to coach, or you're doing seven figures a year. We have repeat offenders year after year, they come back and we all really look at it as sort of spring cleaning for your business. So a lot of the stuff that we talk about might be foundational. It might be things that you've heard before, but success leaves clues. And it's always a good reminder. It's like hearing a quote that you loved for the second or third time that you hadn't heard in a while, or watching a movie for the third time. And you're like, oh my God, I never realized that's what happened. So even if you're further along in your journey, this is an incredible place to come. My team uses it every year, spring cleaning as well. We go back to the foundations because business is boring, right? And we make sure that we're cleaning everything up so that we can get to the goals that we want to hit easier. Yeah. So that's DBE Live. It's free. Yeah. You got to come.
1: You guys go over, and check it out. We're going to put all her information in the show notes too. And one of the things that I always say too, is like, drop your ego, like yeah. go back and do the beginner things, right? Like I joined a program this year. It was a, a six figure program. You guys, I'm, I run close to a seven figure business and I joined it just because I was like, there's some stuff that's messy in my business. And I want to go back to like the basics. And I was totally okay. Like dropping my ego at the door. And it literally cleaned up so many things in my business that I was like, oh, yeah, like I probably need to work on my ideal client a little bit. Yeah, My messaging does need to be a little bit more cleaned up. I have kind of gone off in left field here. Right. So it's like never feel like you're too good to go back to some of the basics. So I love that. I know I'm going to be signing up. And and again, like I also think like if there's someone like Jess who you like you look up to in the space or you want to model like it's also good to get in those rooms and see how they're running their events, see what they're doing be part of the community. So yeah, I'm such a big component of just doing all of those types of things. I love
0: it. Well I can't just I can't wait to see everybody. We have thousands of people that come every year and it's it's okay. just a big, it's a big old party. So first day is February 29th. Make sure okay. you signed up before then. Yeah. So
1: February 29th, you guys get it on your thing. And then you just do this once a year?
0: We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we do once a year. Just a massive event. And and we just serve. I mean we have had people have financial wins. They're sharing screenshots of like, I implemented what you said. This is no fluff. There's no BS. It's not just mindset. It's it's everything. It's tactical and tangible. And we've heard from countless people, like hundreds of messages where people said this is better than programs they've paid for. Yeah. So we give it all away. We do. We really, we really do. I'm in deep belief that if you have a solution to a problem, it's your responsibility to share it. And if you don't share it, you're stealing from people and robbing them of the opportunity for transformation. So- It's not mine. It's not mine to hold. It's mine to give. Yeah.
1: I love that. You guys go over check it out. If you're not following Jess, go over, follow her, give her some love. Go back and listen to our previous podcast episode. It was one of our very first ones that dropped. And uh, yeah, go over and check out that event. Jess, thank you so much for being here today, my friend. Julian, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts? or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.